Hello, fellow travelers. Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel. I'm your host, Sam Fain, and we have reached the end game. I am here tonight to talk about As the World Burns and Against Time, the epic two-episode finale event for Quantum Leap, season finale event for Quantum Leap uh, season two, and it has been a long day. It's been a long week. It's been it's been a long while. Um, I won't go into all the details, but as as a lot of you will know, if you've been watching and listening for a while, uh, I've been understudying a show. I've been casting another show that started rehearsals. I started a new little part time job at this game store that I really love. Um, in addition to, of course, the the parenting and the spousing and uh, and 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 of course, Fate's Wide Wheel and Fate's Wide Wheel today alone, I have had the pleasure, the the great gift of being able to chat with Drew Lindo and Dean Georgeris about Against Time, and I just got through chatting with Derek Hughes and Benjamin Rab about. Uh, as the world burns i'm so grateful to to all four of them for for giving their time um so that i could have those interviews for you uh post show tuesday night february 20th after these episodes have aired um it's it's pretty incredible I have nothing but gratitude for the entire team, um, you know, certainly Dean and Drew uh, for, for what they were able to do for me and, and some others in order to get us access to these episodes early um, so that we could you know, put this stuff out there and talk about the the incredible achievement of season two as a whole um, and have these episodes immediately following air so that that conversation could just be kicked into high gear right away. You don't have to wait for, you know, for me or Quantum Leap podcast to have to have seen these episodes uh, along with you. We, we got the chance to see them early and I am so grateful for that. Thank you so, so much for making that possible. Um, and thank you all for being here um, because it, it has has been uh, a, a journey to say the least. And uh, as I record this, it is 10.05 p.m. Chicago time. Um, and I am going to attempt the impossible, which is to record this review in about an hour and then edit and upload all of the rest of everything that I have to do uh, so that you will be watching this or can, if you so choose, watch this immediately following the airing of these two phenomenal episodes. Uh, as you can probably tell by what I've been saying, I loved them. So that's the short review. Uh, have a nice night. See you later. No, uh, I will. I will talk a little bit more in depth, but I do have every intent of going back and, uh, you know, kind of doing some some conversations about these episodes maybe in a little bit more depth and i know that jj lindell and i will certainly do that so uh if you feel like there's something i've missed along the way um don't fret because uh, it will probably come back to it speaking of jj lindell if you've not yet seen his phenomenal posters for these final two episodes please head over to any social media whether it's instagram Twitter, uh, Facebook, etc. cetera, uh, go to at JJ Lindell and you'll be able to see those designs or just head over to jjlindell.com slash FWW shop. And you can see those posters. You can pre-order those posters right now, if you so choose and hang them on your wall. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously I'll be doing that, uh, myself. So, um, and, and, and of course, not only, um, will you be, uh, you know, collecting an amazing piece of artwork and supporting JJ, but you'll also in a small way be supporting the 
podcast as well. Um, there is, of course, the the Fates Wide Wheel Patreon. Um, now, before I, I talk about the Patreon, I always, of course, would mention that we need to make sure that we are setting right the wrongs in our world in any way that we can. Just a little bit of kindness, just a little bit of something will have that ripple effect. It'll touch one life and another and another and another. And we have the chance to do that in the same way that Ben Song or Sam Beckett has done that. And I think that Against Time specifically shows us such a beautiful example of that. So in your own community, if there's something that you can do, whether it's donating some canned goods, some gloves to a glove drive, organizing that glove drive, uh, if you can just donate your time in any way to help someone out, or if you're in a place financially to do so, support your community as you can. In the world at large, of course, the Trevor Project is something that is incredibly important to me on a personal level, and I will always, always support them in any way I can. Um, they certainly get some of my money. If, if, if you're in a place to also donate, go for it. Doctors Without Borders is also another essential charity out there doing essential, horrible, awful work sometimes, and um, they need all the help that they can get. So they will always, of course, have my backing as well. Um, and uh, finally, you know, on a very personal note for this podcast and for this community, that's Epilepsy Foundation UK, which was a cause that was near and dear to uh, Matt Dale's heart. Um, you know, Matt obviously is someone who looms large for all of us. And certainly over the course of these final couple of episodes, that feeling has has been... Um, you know, just, just blown up even in a way. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that later. So um, please let's right some wrongs. Let's make the world a better place. We can do that. If after all of that, you still want to support this show, I am grateful. I cannot thank you enough. It is truly humbling that people want to support the show in that way. You can head over to patreon.com slash fates wide wheel. Any dollar amount gets you access to everything that's available on there, including all the amazing behind the scenes videos that JJ Lindell and I have done charting the creation of of each of his posters, not only for Quantum Leap, but some of the posters is created especially for the show, including the awesome Twilight Zone poster, for instance, um, or the Doctor Who poster, or his incredible Deep Space Nine poster that he did as well. There will be more of that in the future, um, and, and I'm really looking forward to you know, April, May, June, July, I think we're going to have a lot of opportunities to go some really interesting places. So stay tuned for that. You are also going to get if you join now, you're going to get early access to some incredible interviews that I have lined up with the cast and crew of Quantum Leap. Um, you're going to get that at least 48 hours early. So if you want to see some of that stuff before it gets released in on YouTube to to everyone else, then sign up and you're going to be able to have that early access to some pretty special interviews. And I am so, so so excited about um, some people that I've not had the chance to speak to yet. So yeah, check those out. Now, of course, even without subscribing, you are going to get all of that. Um, you know, the behind the scenes videos are unique. That's something that JJ and I are doing. But in general, all of the Quantum Leap related content about the show and all of the interviews and everything that will never be locked behind the paywall, you'll get that on YouTube eventually. So never fear. This is just a way to kind of reward those Patreon members so they can get it a little early. Thank you all so much for listening to that. Um, and, and thank you all so much for being here. I am, I am in a, a place right now where I'm just so moved, um, incredibly moved by the work that has been done on these last two episodes, especially. And I think that there are some um, emotional highs that get reached that just go beyond the nature of which we normally see um, on television, especially in the type of stories that, you know, that are getting told in general. And 
you know, I just, I just have to express my, my thanks on, on a personal level because of the way that <clears throat> the show has moved me, um, to the team because the collaboration that has created this stuff, um, has, has, has genuinely provided me with a sense of catharsis and, and a sense of motivation and inspiration and movement, which, um, I don't think that there's been anything else that has done that for me in a while, quite frankly. So, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to the, to the team that's worked on this stuff. Um, all right. Let's dive in. Uh, let's talk about As the World Burns, written by Benjamin Rabb and Derek Hughes, directed by Pamela Romanowski. Uh, this is the penultimate episode of season two, and we get just some incredible stuff. And right away, it doesn't take long to realize that we are in the apartment of Hannah and Jeffrey Nally. Um, you know, this is post Joshua's passing tragically to the, due to the car accident. Um, in spite of Ben being able to warn Josh about the heart condition and, and having that changed, um, you know, 600 days later, unfortunately he, he dies in a car accident. Um, we don't learn the exact circumstances of which, uh, until against time, which is fascinating. I'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, um, so right now, I will say I'm going to talk about 2.12 kind of in a vacuum, and then I'll give a full spoiler alert and go into 2.13. So if you're coming to this in the future and you've just gotten into Quantum Leap and you're you're up to 2.12 and you're looking for some content and you're like, ooh, I want to check out Fate's Wide Wheels Review, I will warn you when it is time to step away and go watch 2.13 and come back. Um, so, so yeah, so let's hit it. Um, I think the setup right away is it's just great. You know, obviously there's this threat of the fire. Yeah, I think the the tension is built in um um you know pretty quickly that yeah, I mean it gets put out. There's a comedic moment there where Ben doesn't really know what the hell to do. Jeffrey kind of has to you know direct him to what to do. There's a the guy on the floor who is he dead? Is he not dead? No, he's not dead. You know, he's one of the neighbors. He's a science teacher. He's been helping Jeffrey out. Uh, Jeffrey clearly you know is is of high intellect and you know curiosity and he's and he's working on building this uh a computer basically um it's you know it's it's a wonderful scene and it's a wonderful moment between uh ben and jeffrey and then of course hannah comes in and you know things just get kicked up a notch from there right and then there's the explosion the building is on fire what's gonna happen um and uh, I, I think that that setup is, is is just so well done and 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 right off the bat you know we get some amazing stakes we realize that you know hannah's along for the ride this is jeffrey you know a few years older than when we last saw him and off the cuff and um the stakes immediately feel pretty high and 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 of course addison you know is is there trying to kind of like help figure things out as well. Um, I, I think that, you know, we just get such phenomenal work from everyone involved, whether that is, of course, Raymond Lee or Caitlin Bassett uh, or Eliza Taylor or Wyatt. Uh, I'm so sorry, Wyatt, because your last name is not in front of me right now, but uh, who plays um, um, Jeffrey does a remarkable job as well. And uh, it's just, just really, really wonderful work um, from from the the folks on the leap. Um, you know, back at headquarters, things are, are spinning off in, in all kinds of directions. Magic has resigned his post. He's given over uh, the, the leadership of Quantum Leap to Jen. Uh, there's kind of a humorous exchange there, which again, I love the way that in an episode that is so heavy, they're able to inject some wonderful humor. That's something that we talk about uh, a bit, uh, Ben and Derek and I. So make sure you check out that interview. Uh, I'm so 
grateful for the opportunity to do these long form interviews. And the fact is, is I did two, two hour interviews today. And uh, that sounds like a lot. And it is a lot. I get it. You know, people need to break that up over, you know, a few days or whatever. Fine. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that there is something so special about being able to conduct these long form interviews to really dig deep into everything that's going on behind these episodes. So um, I would encourage you to check that out. Um, <clears throat> obviously, there'll be some clips out there as well for some smaller uh, pieces uh, as we go. Um, but yeah, the, the setup in general and, and just kind of setting the stakes both at the at the project and on the leap as a fallout of what's come immediately before in The Outsider is is, is handled wonderfully. And I the, the way that, that, that Jen, you know, is given that that gift of confidence by magic, as well as that lesson in sacrifice is is something that I think really sets up uh, beautifully stuff that is, that is coming. And, uh, I, I think that, um, you know, Nanrissa is great. Ernie is great. It's just, it's just a really wonderful moment that sort of transfer, uh, there, um, and, and, and really kind of like brings, brings full circle the relationship between magic and Jen in so many ways. And the fact that, you know, we've seen that, that paternal quality that magic has for Jen and the way that Jen looks up to magic and, and, and the nature of their relationship and being, you know, the two of them being kind of closer in a way than anyone else might be, um, you know, to, to magic on the project, which is, which is also fantastic. And I think that it's, again, it's indicative of the nature of their relationship and the direction that things are going to be going over the course of these next couple of episodes. Um, you know, obviously the stakes are high at the project now, you know, they, 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 they know that there's an existential threat to the project and there has been now, um, you know, starting in, in the outsider really. Um, um, and, and now I think that we've got this opportunity to, um, to, to operate with the, 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 the tension level ratcheted up and, and, it, and it's very propulsive to everything that's going to happen throughout the course of this episode. And it matches the leap tension uh, uh, beautifully. Um, you know, back on the leap, there's some wonderful scenes between Ben and Hannah. And I think that we start to kind of get the notion that, um, you know, that this, this story is coming to an end in, in a lot of ways. And, and Hannah will go on to basically explicitly say, this is the last time, you know, I've done the calculations, I've done the math. This is the last leap we're going to have together. Um, and I mean, even as I'm talking about it, like it's just kind of feeling like something's releasing inside of me because uh, I don't, I don't want to see her go, you know? And I think that, you know, the work that Eliza Taylor has done in the role, the writing that she has been provided, the way that the, the direction and the cinematography has just framed her in general. Like we, you know, we've just seen this beautiful, uh, um, you know, incredible character brought to life and, 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 and been so endeared to her, you know, that, that, that the idea of, of her not being around anymore is, is genuinely sad. Um, and that's a good thing. Um, it's not a sad, oh my God, you're going to ruin the show. It's more just sort of like, what a gift we've been given. And now we get to be sad about that. Um, and, and I think that it's just a testament to the work that's been done all around. And I just have to say that throughout the course of this episode, when Eliza Taylor was on the show for the uh, Fates Wide Wheel for the first time, she spoke candidly about um, you know, her confidence level going into the audition for the role. And as, uh, you know, as, as someone that, that has had, you know, their own confidence issues, you know, I can certainly say that the work that she has done uh, throughout the course of this season of Quantum Leap 
is is phenomenal and just incredible and uh, a treasure um in, in in the landscape of television quite frankly and i think that um yes i mean she's served by excellent writing yes there's been some beautiful direction along the way but i i mean there's there's nothing that can take away from the power of her work um and it's just made all the more remarkable you know by the fact that again as she stated herself she was you know kind of having some confidence issues going into the audition for this and so to to turn in just such a wonderful magnetic performance um that that has I, I think won so many of us over um is uh it's wonderful and and so i'm grateful to eliza for that um and 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 the storyline throughout this episode and the way that that ben and derek have written her um there's there's like this incredible tone because there are parts of this episode where you do almost wonder is it's like does she resent ben for for what's happened and of course we learn as the episode goes on that she does not resent ben at all and that she's still grateful to him for everything that he's done but she's in a pretty tough place you know she's a widow now um her son is going through some hard times you know they're kind of going through hard times in general but she's doing some work for the government Huh, I wonder what um, it doesn't take us long, of course, to find out that she's the one that's responsible for the DARPA code. I, I think that a lot of us kind of saw this coming and I think that that's great. That's OK. It's wonderful, you know, uh, uh, when when that is the case. And, um, you know, I, I think that her being responsible for that, again, is just beautiful. And it's a part of this love story and this romance that's been told um, that that uh, it, it's just, in, in you know, whether it's obvious or not, um, it feels so right. And, and, and I think that that again is just, you know, the, the, the wonder of this story that's been told, uh, over the course of, of these 13, you know, up to this point, 12 episodes, but 13 episodes as a whole, when you look at season two, um, the, you know, the tension kind of that, that exists as a result of, you know, Jeffrey, uh, not being fully on board with, with anything that's happening. You know, why is my mom going with the firefighter? You know, why do we have to leave dad's stuff behind? You know, what's wrong with you? You know, there's this grieving boy. Um, and, and again, I think that Wyatt handles that so beautifully and, 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 and kudos, you know, also to Pamela for, for her direction and engagement. And then again, to Ben and Derek for writing stuff that just feels so genuine and honest and and plays to a certain you know emotional maturity that you know might not match the intellectual maturity that this character so clearly has and it creates this wonderful dynamic between the you know the characters and and i think that the, that ben is also you know and, and and ray you know just the scenes that they have together he's so giving and he's so present obviously i mean he's just a remarkable actor but like there there's there's these times when you know he's in these scenes with jeffrey and and you can tell there's like you know, there's guilt, there's curiosity, there's, you know, there's expectation, there's hope, there's all of these things that are kind of at play. And it drives towards him trying to reach for some sort of connection to the son of, you know, one of the loves of his life. Um, and, and, and not being able to necessarily establish that and part of that might be because he feels guilty right um and and so it's kind of like just get get him safe get him safe you know and oh i need to keep hannah safe well she wants to come with me okay fine you can come with me you, you know we're we're adventuring buddies right you know i mean that's what we've seen from nomads and from uh secret history and so for them to kind of get to share this leap this one last adventure together um is is uh bittersweet uh, to say the least um 
you know, back at the project, we get some wonderful stuff with Ian trying to crack the code, uh, quoting the wrath of Khan. Uh, I mean, Mason is a wonder just simply put. And, and it's, and it's a hilarious moment. Uh, and it's, it's certainly a moment that I think that, that all nerds will be able to connect with very easily. Um, you know, again, the threat of the fire, uh, and, 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 and just the idea that, that, that the fire, you know, it, it moves in ways that cannot be predicted. And yet it moves in ways that it, it has to move, which, you know, kind of is really this wonderful contrast to the analogy of time being a river, um, that we get, uh, uh, you know, in, 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 in the course of these, both of these episodes and, and fate and sacrifice looming large over all of this as well. Um, to the point that they save the firefighters, they do it through this ingenious kind of MacGyver esque, you know, plot and, um, using their science brains, um, which is something, it's not just MacGyver. I mean, I could easily just say it's a Sam Beckett thing because Sam obviously, you know, utilized his knowledge at times as well, but, you know, in some ways not quite like they have, you know, off the cuff, they did it as well, which I kind of neglected to mention earlier, but partly that's because even though they obviously team together and off the cuff, I don't necessarily know that they team as strongly as they do like in Nomad and Secret History. It's a different kind of episode. Uh, that's okay. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed off the cuff uh, a great deal, but uh, this episode feels a little bit more akin to Secret History and, and Nomad um, for that reason of them getting to really, really team together for a longer period of time. But I love the way that they rescue the firefighters. Shortly after the firefighters are rescued, um, you know, they realize that Jeffrey's gone back up to get his dad's things. Hannah is saying, like, no, I'm sticking with you. I will not leave you. And um, there's then the explosion. And and it's filmed so well. It's, it's you know, the, the it, it just hits you like a gut punch. They, you know, they get behind the doors. They're standing there behind the doors. You can just tell it's coming. You know it's coming. That tension is ratcheted up. And then, bam, there's the explosion. And oh my gosh, what is going to happen? Um, and, 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 and so much of the episode, there's uncertainty, right? I mean, even earlier in the episode, there's the point where Addison disappears. Um, and, 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 and Jen has to kind of like steal power from across the street in order to get the imaging chamber back up to snuff because, you know, slowly but surely the project is basically being like eaten away by these external forces. Um, you know, the shadow of Gideon Ridge looming large over all of this and, and magic's absence, you know, magic is gone. Um, what are they going to do in, in, in light of all of this? And they're doing the best that they can. After this explosion, we get some of the most incredible scenes of the episode. Um, not only the, you know, the, the argument between Hannah and Ben over, you know, who Ben can save, you know, it's like, it's, it's either Hannah or Jeffrey and, and, and Hannah impressing upon him, like, you know, you have to save my son. And, and again, that theme of sacrifice that has been so present throughout the course of this season is, is, is just brought into the stark focus because Hannah is basically saying, I sacrifice myself willingly for my son. Um, and it's beautiful, you know, I mean, of course, right. Of course. Um, but it's handled with such grace and, and, and such power that, that it really works. And, and Addison's presence of course is not lost either because I think that, you know, she's integral to this and, and kind of motivating Ben. And when she stays behind with, uh, with Hannah, to see these two incredible actors get the opportunity to do this scene together is just, I, 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 it's one of my favorite quantum leap scenes ever, quite frankly, um, because we know that Hannah cannot see or hear Addison. And yet they have this conversation that makes so much sense within the context of all of that. And it's beautiful and it's so meaningful. And not only is it beautiful and meaningful, but 
it tie it starts to tie all of these threads that have been weaving throughout season two. You know, we've talked about season two a lot over the course on, on Fate's Wide Wheel anyway, about season two almost as if it exists in a vacuum. You know, there's been some references to season one here or there, obviously helping to inform the relationships and set up the relationship between Ben and Addison, which of course gets torn asunder by the three-year gap, etc. But so much of the conversation has been formed around season two almost being this lone entity. And that's not true, and it's never been true. But what ends up happening here, I think, more than just about any other episode we've had this season, um, you know, maybe with the exception of like the relationship between Magic and Beth, um, but 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 in this season specifically, we get you know the these callbacks, you know, to start to form to to season one, to the premiere episode, to the idea of quantum entanglement, to the idea that Ben and Addison are bonded together in a way that no matter how far they're stretched apart, it can't be broken. And Hannah articulates this for Addison in this beautiful way. And we've seen over the past couple of episodes, the way that, that, that kind of everything has been working on Addison and the way that she is starting to reconnect with parts of herself that frankly, she's probably been disconnected from since she thought she lost Ben. And it's not just I'm, you know, I, I, I'm disconnected from Ben, you know, the love of my life or whatever. It's, it's more than that. And it's so true of grief. Grief has a way of causing us to disconnect from ourselves at the expense of connecting with something else. And sometimes, depending on what we're using as coping mechanisms, it can be, you know, drugs or alcohol. It can be, uh, uh, you know, codependency. It can be all sorts of these, you know, these harmful things. And it, it can sometimes not be. But in that way, you know, when you start to make those healthy choices, really, you're starting to reconnect with yourself so that you don't have to disconnect with yourself in order to connect with something or someone else. And we see, you know, Addison starting to kind of activate in these ways that, 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 you know, we haven't seen throughout the season. And I think for me, it really started in 210 in, in the family treasure. They're in the caverns and she's starting to hear some of the thing, these things and listen. And she's really, you could just see, you know, the way that it's working on Addison. And, and it's just a remarkable performance from Caitlin. I mean, Caitlin is, is, is fantastic in, in, in that scene where she has nothing to say whatsoever. She's literally just standing there while the others are having a conversation. Um, you know, and Jude Wang does this wonderful thing where, I mean, they, they intentionally, you know, she focuses on Caitlin and we get to see the way that all of what's happening is working on her. And then, of course, in, in The Outsider, I mean, there's some remarkable scenes for her. There's some remarkable scenes for her with Ben. There's some remarkable scenes for her with Tom. You know, there's just some incredible stuff that, that, that she gets to do as she is starting to really start to figure some of this stuff out and, and, and again, reconnect with parts of herself that have probably laid dormant for you know, two, three years. Um, and, 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 and it's wonderful to see her kind of unfolding in that way and becoming, um, you know, this, this, this person and, you know, and, and, um, I mean, she's never been just the hologram. So I apologize for saying it this way, but she's becoming more than just the hologram, you know? Um, and, and, and this episode really lifts that up even more. Uh, of course, we, we learn in this moment as well that, yes, Hannah is responsible for the code. Like, she's drawing it out in the ashes. Uh, the, you know, the, 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 the joy, the hope that Jen and Ian have while they're watching this um, is, is also pretty incredible. And, and, and now, you know, we have the key. Like, we can bring Ben home, right? Um, and of course, we learn out. We learn later that yes, the nature of quantum leaping is sacrifice. It's not. It's not a. We can bring Ben home. It's it's a swap apparently, and um, somebody is going to have to swap places with Ben in order for this code to work. Um, 
you know, back to the leap, Ben gets to Jeffrey. Uh, again, we have this incredible scene between the two of them. Um, ben, you know, connecting with Jeffrey about loss, you know, uh, I, you know, I lost my dad. You don't have to let this eat you up, that sort of stuff. And just being that, that empathy engine that he is in order to try to save this kid's life. And it's funny because it, it works, but you can tell that there's still a lot of anger there to this character. You can tell that Jeffrey is still carrying a lot around. And, um, you know, as, as we get out to the ledge, um, you know, again, there's some, there's some kind of funny moments before that as they, you know, as Ben tries to exit the door and they can't go that way, they get out on the ledge. Um, and then Ben uses Josh's words to coax Jeffrey out. And it's a moment where it, it again, it works but maybe not in the way Ben thinks it does. Right. You know, and they, they get down, he's rescued. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, but Jeffrey has taken something from the house, from the apartment. Um, you know, we see the DARPA file by the way, in the, in the room as well, um, which was great. Um, but anyway, he's taken the letter that Ben wrote and, as you know, Ben and Hannah share this beautiful scene where Hannah thanks him. Um, because again, that, that we come full circle to that guilt that I was talking about earlier and that angst and, you know, it, all of a sudden, like Hannah thanks Ben for changing her life for the better, you know, without Ben, she would not have experienced all she's experienced without Ben. Jeffrey likely wouldn't even be there. Right. Um, and, and it's a beautiful moment. The music is gorgeous. The, uh, flashbacks are so well timed, so well selected, so well edited. It's just a beautiful, beautiful moment. And of course, Eliza is uh, just phenomenal. Um, and and it's it's just, it's such a it's it's such a wonderful goodbye. Um, you know, we think that this is the last time that they're going to see each other. This is the last time they're going to see each other. And um, it's it's a beautiful goodbye. And in the midst of all of that, we see Jeffrey opening the letter. I think I mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you know, that I wondered if somebody else would read the letter and to see Jeffrey pick it up and read the letter at this point, it's just, you know, what is this going to do? And obviously, you know, he's, he's heard things throughout the course of the episode, right? When, when Hannah has talked about being, you know, kind of on hard times, Ben is trying to give her stock tips and Jeffrey overhears all of that, right? You know, he, he overhears uh, Hannah call him Ben. He, he, he sees the nature of their relationship. He's got questions about it. Now he reads this letter and all of a sudden it crystallizes and he knows what's going on. Um, and then, you know, and then Ben leaps, um, and, and we get this kind of wonderful, you know, final way. It's something that we, you know, I, I know a lot of people have asked about, talked about, um, I neglected actually to, to ask, uh, Ben and Derek about this, but we get this wonderful moment where, um, we get to actually see what the host, uh, the leap host, uh, kind of feels like after Ben leaves. Um, and it's clear that, you know, he's definitely out of it. And Hannah, uh, you know, just kind of takes over in this matter of fact way, you hit your head, let's get you some help. And, and, and it almost, it kind of drives home the fact that this isn't the first time Hannah's seen this happen. Hannah saw this happen in secret history. She probably witnessed it in Nomad as well. You know, she definitely saw it in Off the Cuff. You know, so so for Hannah, like this is not the first time she's had to kind of like bring a leap host back, if you will. So it's wonderful the way she kind of just kicks in right away. Back at the project, um, you know, again, we've learned that the, the nature of this code means that there's got to be this swap before anything can really happen. However, 
shit hits the fan and Gideon waltzes in and, you know, says point blank, the Pentagon has basically given him full control. Um, they kind of do what he tells them to do. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Machiavellian. And, 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 and then we get this, you know, awesome badass moment from, from Addison, uh, slash Caitlin, where she disarms this, uh, this soldier and then, um, you know, strips the weapon. And it's just really, it's, it's, it's a wonderful moment. Uh, but unfortunately it's an act of futility, right? Because it's, it's, they, they gotta go. It's, you know, the project is now Gideon's and, you know, the, the, again, the journey that we got to go on through the course of this episode, um, is just wonderful. And, and it's such a great episode of quantum leap. I mean, to see the outsider, which is, which is again, a, a fantastic episode of quantum leap, one of my favorite episodes of, of, of this, of the show. Uh, and then to get, you know, this episode, which, which starts to really pay off so much of what's been built this whole season while also setting up what's next. Um, it's just great. It's just a great episode. And, you know, again, uh, I did not get the chance to watch it, you know, in a, in a way where it's like, I'm watching these two episodes back to back. Really. I did take a little bit of a break between the two and, uh, I did it intentionally. I wanted to be able to take that break. Um, and, and taking that break, you know, it, it did not provide me necessarily with the same experience. However, just intellectually, like kind of like going on that journey and thinking about it in, in that way, it's like, wow, what a fucking gangbusters first hour to get ready for what's about to come. Um, so I, again, yeah, I thought as the world burns was fantastic. I loved so much about, you know, the direction, the special effects, the stunt work, uh, just, just, you know, taking this big chance, doing the towering inferno. Right. And then of course, you know, again, coming right back to what has been the driving force of this whole season, it's the humanity, it's these characters, it's the emotional plot, uh, you know, the, the, which is something that, that Ben Rab said on the interview, it's like, that is, uh, the, the core of this show and, and it, and it's, and it's just, um, elevates everything else around it. And, 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 and we've got, again, we've got such remarkable, uh, uh, work from everyone involved and, and it's just, you feel the collaboration, you know, just, just clicking. Um, and, and so I think that again, that the journey that Addison has been on and seeing, you know, the work that Caitlin is doing and, and just the acting between the lines is so lovely. Um, you know, again, I, I mean, I, it, 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 it's become old hat for me to talk about Ray, but I just think that, you know, again, the performance here is wonderful. Um, and, and, uh, the 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 way that he is effortlessly you know kind of so giving that these that these other actors just have so much wonderful stuff you know and 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 the way that he listens and 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 that that empathy and compassion that he taps into so easily is just beautiful um you know and eliza again i mean my gosh like hannah is 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 such a remarkable character and uh i you know, I don't want, I don't want her to go. Um, so it's, it's, it's really a lovely episode. All right. Now we're going to move on to against time. So this is, this is the place where I say, if you have not seen, uh, uh, two thirteen against time yet, pause this video, go watch it. If you're streaming it on Peacock, come back and finish what, uh, what is about to occur. 
because we're going to talk about against time and it's going to be spoilery right from the get go. So I'm going to give you just a couple more seconds. I'll ramble here for a second. Pause it. Pause it. Go, go, go watch now. Now, now, if you haven't. OK, if you watched it, if you watched it. OK, if you're watching this this night and you've definitely watched it. But if you're watching in the future, maybe you haven't. All right. You've had enough time. So here we go. Oh, my. Just. Against time is perfect to me. It really is. Uh, it, so. It, it, it's one of those things that it just feels like it was written for me, you know, and I don't mean that literally, but metaphorically speaking, like if you, if you're like me, you know, if, if, if even if you're not necessarily like me, but just if you love this show in a way that I can certainly identify with, I just cannot imagine that you won't feel like this was written for you, you know, and, 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 and won't feel like it, it, it is just perfect in so many ways. Um, I knew Janice was coming back it, 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 and, and, and uh, I, I knew it was happening. And so seeing all of the uh, chatter of, uh, on, online at times, it was very difficult. And I, I haven't known long. I've, I've known for like, you know, a week or two, basically, uh, maybe a little bit longer. And um, okay, longer than that. So, but, but, but not too long. And, 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 and one of the ways that I found out uh, is because uh, Georgina Riley on her Instagram was posting some pictures and I decided to, you know, put on my Matt Dale investigating cap and, uh, and, and dig deep and realize that she was, you know, on the lot or, or right next to the lot. And, uh, that was enough for, for me to just kind of make that leap. Sorry. Uh, and, and realize, you know, Janice is, Janice is coming back. And, uh, I'm so I am thrilled with the way that she came back um, and I'll go into more uh, on that later. But again, very early on in this, you know, we get the team dejectedly leaving the project, not knowing what the hell is going to happen. And then, you know, the A team van shows up. Right. And, and out steps Janice and magic. And, you know, I'm here to save your asses again. And it's just great. It's like, yes, yes, this is awesome. Like, you know, now where, where are we going to go next with HQ? Um, and, and, and where we go next is brilliant. And I'll get to that in a second, but to the leap, you know, uh, Ben is now in the race car and trying to figure out, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I've got a, I've got a race. Right. And he's in a time trials. Right. And, uh, and, it, and it's a cool scene and it's set up well. And again, you know, wonderful, uh, you know, wonderful guest stars. We get some great stuff, uh, from our guest stars. And, uh, I, I think that, you know, again, that the nature of this episode and, and kind of like the, the idea of sacrifice and loss, et cetera. It, it's clear. It's clear that there's some stuff, uh, uh, you know, at play here that fate is kind of giving us, um, to, to, to say the least. And, uh, I, I just thought that it was really wonderful. Um, the way that, that kind of everything kind of coalesced and started working together. Um, yeah, it, it, it was great. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. I appreciated so much about the fact that the leap itself did not necessarily right away feel momentous, right? Like it kind of just felt like, okay, this could just be any leap. Like Ben's a race car driver. Okay. You know, his dad is sick. Uh, Judson Mills, that's the actor's name. Uh, I, we think he's just perfect in the role. He does such a wonderful job. Um, and, 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 and you get, you know, you just know who he is. You just know who he is. Um, and, 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 and you, you know, again, you, 
it, it, it's remarkable in a way because you don't get to spend a lot of time with him, right? Because this is a different kind of leap. Um, and, and so you don't necessarily get to grow the attachment to the character in the same way that we might if it was a longer episode, say like we did with Connie, for instance, played by Nadine Ellis in, in, in The Outsider. And yet... Um, there's an attachment. You don't want you, you don't want this guy to die, right? You don't want him to, to die in this in his car. Uh, and 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 so the idea that the stakes are there for Ben, like this is your mission, this is what you've got to do. Um, but then then we get then I mean, then we get the scene. Um, and there's a lot of these scenes in this episode. But Gideon gets into the imaging chamber, and Gideon goes to talk to Ben, and Gideon is Jeffrey Nally. Gideon Ridge is Jeffrey Nally, and he has been waiting his whole life to do this. And this scene is terrific. James Frayne is excellent. Uh, Ray is awesome. The way that they play off of one another, the nature of the conversation, the writing, um, yeah, everything about this scene is just fantastic. And uh, I, I don't think, you know, again, I don't think that the stakes have ever been higher in a way. Um, it's just such a, it, 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 it's funny because, um, you know, I mentioned this and, and I said this in, in the interview, so I, at the risk of repeating myself, but I almost felt like there was something redeemable in Gideon. And, and I remember thinking to myself, oh yeah, he can be redeemed. And then the scene came along and I was like, no, he is Satan. Like, oh my God. And, and yet at the same time, it's so easy to know exactly where he's coming from and why. And, and, and just that idea that emotionally, you know, he is still that grieving boy who has turned all of this to anger. You know, he's disconnected with himself, as I mentioned earlier, right? Like he is disconnected with himself in order to connect with this rage, this anger, this, this, this plot for revenge against Ben Song and Project Quantum Leap and to use it as he sees fit and, 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 to, and to tell Ben that he's not very good at this. He's not the right person for this job. He shouldn't be leaping. You know, what did he ever do? Um, the, the the idea that the power that could be exerted with this project, et cetera. Um, and the, and then kind of these two poles, right. And, and it, and it is reminiscent in some ways of the evil leaper stuff, right. The idea that, you know, what Sam's mission was compared to what Aliyah's mission was. And yet this feels so much more motivated, quite frankly, than that ever did. Um, it, it, and, and, it, and it just feels so visceral that the, the nature of 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 uh gideon's anger and 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 his righteousness over this you know quest for revenge um so it's just a fantastic scene and and it's one that i hope is talked about a lot over the you know over the coming weeks um and and you know and then of course it doesn't take long we are <laughs> We, we, we get like just one of my favorite scenes, you know, as a classic quantum leap fan, uh, ever, which is Beth comes in with the coffee. Uh, you know, Janice has got the old imaging chamber. She's made some tweaks. It's working. She's got, you know, the server and everything. Uh, they're, they're ready to, to, to help out. And, and the question is asked like, why, why are you helping us? And Janice is like, you don't know. <sighs> and then that music plays. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you will know that that music played at the very end of every episode up until, you know, not too long ago when I, you know, when I kind of stopped using the music, which may be a, a poor choice. I don't know, depending on who you are. Um, 
this is definitely a full circle moment. And for me personally, to get an on-screen confirmation of a theory that I've had for 20 years, that I've talked about on this podcast, that I talked about in one of our post-show hangouts last season, it, you know, it, it's weird, you know, it's like, it wasn't, it was not, it's not about being giddy for it or wanting to do a victory lap or anything like that. It's nothing like that at all. Cause I never could have seen this coming. It's just, it's just an idea that I had that felt so right. And to know that other people felt that same way was just so lovely, you know, because again, in, in mirror image, Sam sits down and he tells Beth that Al's alive and he's coming home. He's got a story to tell her. I'm going to tell you a story. Well, we never see it. There's an ellipsis there. We never see the story. Right. And the story that he tells Beth is everything, everything. Beth has known everything. She knew, you know, that this, all of this, like this was the gift in the same way that Hannah talks about the gift that Ben gave her. This is Beth being like, this is the gift Sam Beckett gave me, my whole family, my four daughters, this life with Al, you know, um, and that music, that music, um, it's just, it, it, again, it provokes such a strong visceral reaction. You know, I was moved to tears by the whole moment because it felt like this culmination, this validation as this, as a fan of this show to, to have a scene like that and to have a scene like that, that served a higher purpose. That wasn't just fan service. I don't, I wouldn't have been moved to tears if it was just fan service. You know, if it was just sort of like, Hey, let's mention, you know, let's mention Al and, and, and tie this into mirror image in some way or whatever. It wasn't that. And it was, yeah, it was awesome. It was just, it was just such an incredible moment. And uh, I know it's one that Drew had, you know, had, had wanted and, and, and had an idea for, and, and it just, it, it, plays so beautifully um you know the the idea that they're going to use this imaging chamber um you know that they've got to break back into the project because they realize that gideon is going to use the accelerator um you know the, the that jen finds that car which i cannot believe i forgot to talk to them about uh even though i'd already talked off the record to drew about it so i'll get to share it here that car in case you weren't aware uh i i knew it like right away that car is a scale replica of al's corvette from a leap for lisa so how's that for a deep cut easter egg right awesome just amazing um i think it's actually a barbie car that they repurposed uh which is hilarious um a remote control barbie car anyway um the you know just the whole setup of kind of this the the renegade team now if you will and having to kind of make do uh you know janice giving addison the old hand link ah uh, you know like it, it's one of those things, you know, to hear people asking for things, you know, why not this? What about this? What about this over and over and over and over again? And it's, again, it's that idea. It's like, if it doesn't serve a purpose, why do it? It means nothing. It's hollow. It's just fan service. So to find a way to do it when it's not, it means so much more. It feels earned. It carries weight. And so to see Addison now holding that handling, to go in and talk to Ben with that handling, to knock the handlink on the side, to hear the sound effects from the handling, all of this stuff that so many people have like been talking about for ages. And it's just sort of like, if you can't appreciate this, then then everything, then you don't, you, you know, you don't just want these things. You just want to complain. 
All right. I'm just going to say that I'm going to say I know it might not be the kindest thing that I've ever said, but frankly, that's just what it feels like at this point. Um, you know, there are people that love this show and, 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 and the people making this show love Quantum Leap, you know, not just their Quantum Leap, but Quantum Leap and, 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 and the care which went into crafting stuff like that. And to get those earned moments is just fucking awesome. Um, you know, we find out that the racetrack is actually only about 20 minutes away from where Jeffrey and Hannah are currently living. Um, you know, God time, fate, whoever is clearly, you know, has plotted this course in a way. Right. And, um, and, and so the idea is, is that if Ben destroys the computer that young Jeffrey is working on, then Jeffrey doesn't win the award that doesn't get the money to invest, doesn't, you know, doesn't go on to do all of these things. And that's a way to stop Gideon from coming into power and stop Gideon from taking the project over. Um, we get, you know, just this phenomenal scene, which again, because of what's come before with Beth and Janice and the ties to MIA, the strain of MIA running through this, that, that, that Addison is Beth, right? That Addison is the one that's been left behind. That Addison did the same thing that Beth did, which I said before on this show, we talked about it on this show, you know, that again, that like Beth moved on in the original timeline, right? Addison moved on too. And, 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 and to hear everything that Beth has said to kind of hear about the life that she had, because, you know, because somebody was able to step in and, and say, you know, wait for them. And, and, and it's again, the agency that Addison is filled with and the way that she's continued to unfold over the course of these past few episodes and just seeing the work that Caitlin is doing and the way that all of this is moving her. Um, the scene in the car as they race toward Jeffrey and Hannah's house where she apologizes and says she should have waited for him is so, again, it's so earned. It's so impactful. And again, what has come before in this moment, that felt equally earned is now informing this scene in this beautiful way. And what's informing that partly is MIA. And, and, and it's like that to tie that in, in such a wonderful way is just so, so perfect. Um, and of course, Ben's reaction and Ray's work, you know, that car scene is so good. Uh, it's just, it's just so good. Um, you know, the writing the acting, the directing, everything about it is, is just so wonderful. Um, you know, when Ben gets to Jeffrey's house, um, you know, the, actually, before I talk about that, I want to talk about some of the stuff that's going on about uh, the project. You know, Jen, of course, has infiltrated the project, used Tom's badge to do so. She's, you know, she's using the car to kind of distract people. She's at the accelerator. She's going to lock the accelerator down because they realize that Gideon is going to leap. Gideon is going to use the swap code himself to swap places with Ben and then be the leaper. Um, and, uh, Nenrissa has gotten such wonderful stuff to do over the, the past couple of episodes. And I'm so glad because she's so, she's so good. And, 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 and Jen has not had, uh, enough to do. And it's hard, you know, when, when you've got all of this other stuff going on and, and that's not to say that Jen hasn't had some remarkable moments throughout the season. Of course she has, um, you know, there's been some wonderful scenes and there's been some wonderful, you know, infusions of humor, but there's also been some episodes where, you know, she doesn't have a lot to do. And so to see these, you know, these two episodes give her so much to do and, and show the nature of her character completely, um, in the scene where she sacrifices herself, it's just, it's a phenomenal scene. You know, it's, it's so well acted. And of course, it's another one of those scenes that we get in the show you know, that happens due to the nature of the leap. Sometimes it almost feels like Jen is the leaper here in a weird way, right? Because she's being kind of observed and followed back in the project, uh, the renegade project, if you will. 
And the emotional stakes, the, you know, everyone telling her to stand down and the idea that she can't do that, that she's going to sacrifice herself, you know, and, and Gideon, of course, proving just how far he has fallen, right? How, how far Jeffrey Nally has fallen, uh, orders her death and she is shot and she is killed. And we hear it and we see it and we see her being zipped up in a body bag. And now Gideon is going to, Gideon is going to, you know, get into that black Fermi suit, uh, and, and, and get into the accelerator back on the leap. You know, Ben is there, Ben picks up the hammer and, uh, you know, he's going to break this computer. And even before he sees that the computer is called the Joshua, Jeffrey's dad's name, he stops because he knows that that's not the way. That's quantum leap. That's what we need. Yes, he could save the day if he breaks that computer. There's always going to be a better way. There's always going to be a kinder way. There's always going to be a more empathetic way. Always. Always. No matter what you think, there's always a better way. There's always a way to sit down and talk it out to save lives, to save a life, to right wrongs. And the scene that follows with Jeffrey is so remarkable. And Wyatt does great work, but Ray does some of the best work I think we've ever seen him do in this scene. Talking about the loss of his mother, talking about, you know, not having a father there. The emotion, the anger, the visceral primal anger of time as a thief. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just one of the most beautifully acted scenes of, of the whole show. Um, in the way that he is able to convince Jeffrey to give him a chance to come along, to feel what it's like to save a life. You know, and then again, you know, using that, that scientist brain, right. And, and, and picking up the materials and grabbing everything and Addison, like, you know, the clarion call of like, Hey, you know, he's dying, you know, and also of course being like, Jen is dead. Like this is, this, this kid grows up to, you know, and kills Jen. Um, but amidst all of it, the belief that there's a better way to do this, you know, how to save a life and, 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 and Ben in this moment, you know, he doesn't just save, um, you know, Rick senior, right? Rick Jarrett senior here. He doesn't just save Jen, you know, he saves Jeffrey Nally. And in a way he has to, right? Because as Gideon says earlier, like you created me, like I, everything I am, I learned from watching you, you know, um, it's, 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 it's kind of his responsibility in a way. Right. <clears throat> and they race to the racetrack and they are, they're able to save Rick senior and Jeffrey, you see the way that that works on him. You see the way that this all comes together and, um, it's that idea, you know, I can't save every life. Some lives I can't save. There's, I'm, you know, I just, the, the, there's nothing I can do, but we can save this one today. We can do this. And you just see this kind of like this reconnection, Jeffrey Nally reconnecting to himself in that moment 
in the same way that I was talking about Addison earlier, you know, that reconnection, that unfolding, that positive manner and that idea that like, you know, there will be, there will be better days and better ways to go about this. And it's of course coupled with this incredible scene of, uh, you know, Gideon getting ready to step into the accelerator. And there's this beautiful moment where we see, uh, James's face and he's kind of taking stock of things and it's like, he can feel the change as well. And then of course we get the absolutely brilliant scene, the renegade project where they're all, you know, they, they, they're holding hands. They're about ready to be shot down themselves perhaps. And then the computer shows butterfly effect achieved. And they realize in that moment, sacrifice, you know, it is explicit. I've been talking about this since the end of season one, that, that future Ian sacrifices themselves in order to make all of this possible. But we never really got it explicitly shown, right? Here it's explicitly shown. These people are sacrificing themselves for the greater good. And, you know, as the world kind of leaps around them and resets around them, it's beautiful. And, you know, I, I kind of, I, it's funny because I kind of woke up the next day after seeing the episodes and I thought, you know, did they just hit the Star Trek reset button? How do I feel about this? And I was like, no, no, because what happened is, is we actually saw characters grow because we now know what Jen is willing to do because Jen will always do that. Jen will sacrifice herself in, you know, in order for the, the, the goodness that they are doing to continue, right? Magic will always sacrifice himself for the, you know, for the project to continue because he believes so deeply in this team that he has assembled. He believes in Jen and Ian and Addison. He believes that they will continue to do the right thing and get Ben home and get Sam home. You know, we got a Sam Beckett mentioned in this episode, by the way. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not a cheat because we still learned so much about these characters, right? We learned so much about these characters and it was just, it was incredible. And we get this, you know, this victory, we get this win, you know, and Gideon Ridge is now, uh, you know, helps fund project quantum leap. He's a donor to project quantum leap. Right. Uh, because of course he is. And, 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 you know, Drew puts it very eloquently on, on the interview. It's like all of the things that happened over the course of the season still happen, right? Just without the threat of certain things, you know? Um, it does make me wonder about the nature of Ian and Rachel's relationship. Should have asked that question earlier. Um, because, uh, you know, you get the idea that perhaps their relationship won't be quite as tense because there's not this looming sort of thing about the chip, you know, right? Like the chip is, if the chip is freely given um, without strings attached, right? You, you wonder if their relationship actually kind of is, is a little bit better off, which I mean, obviously there's the, the you know, the, the declaration of love that they have and everything. So clearly, again, we, we know who these people are, you know, it, it's not like I'm saying that it's going to change their relationship completely or whatever, but they, they don't have to experience some of that hardship along the way. Um, but, but all, all that to say is, is that it, it, it's what, you know, it's what has to happen. Right. And the fact that it all starts when you think about it in closure encounters, when Ben walks into that diner and changes Hannah's life, none of this would have happened without that. And so for Ben to kind of get the opportunity to, to set things right for, for Jeffrey, for Gideon, um, it just makes sense in the context of the whole. And it's a really beautiful picture that's been painted over the course of these 13 episodes.
Um, but the best is yet to come. You know, they know that the, that this code has got to swap, right? And Addison comes out of the imaging chamber and Caitlin crushes it. This scene is so well done. And it is that final piece of that reconnection. Addison has been, you know, torn down and 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 built back up in this in this way to see this character grab that agency and to and to be so reconnected to herself and to you know and to and to say like I I can do this I was meant to do this and and you know I am willing to to sacrifice you know in order to bring Ben home and this is paralleled of course with this beautiful conversation between Hannah and Ben because, you know, Hannah comes to pick up Jeffrey. So we get to see Hannah again, which is really lovely and such a brilliant idea. And they have this incredible scene. And, 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 and again, you know, Hannah thanks Ben for the extra time that they were given, because of course we found out earlier in the episode during that Gideon Ben scene that Josh found the letter and read the letter, which is what, you know, which is what I had wondered a couple of weeks ago. What if Josh reads the letter? Well, now we know what would happen. Josh was upset and distraught and, and angered and, and, you know, of course, you know, he doesn't understand what's, what, what's going on here. And he storms out the door into a rainy night and gets into the car. And that's the night that he has the car accident. So of course, Jeffrey's going to blame Ben. Right. And, 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 you know, the idea that Ben can't control where he's going, when he's going, you know, he can't, he can't save Josh. Right. He just can't do it. But now he gets the opportunity here. And, and again, as a result of trying to save Josh initially, he sets in motion the events that again create the big bad, right? That create Gideon. And now we get this scene though where Hannah thanks him for those extra days. You know, we got extra time. You gave us more time. And that reminder of like, I mentioned this earlier and I don't know necessarily why I'm coming back to it again, but it just feels right. I saw this little clip of Colin Farrell talking with Jamie Lee Curtis about sobriety and uh, he said two things. He's like, I know there are two certainties in life. We are going to die and we're going to make mistakes. And what you do about those mistakes, that's another thing. And I think that that's, you know, this is the thing here is that like Ben made mistakes for the right reason. And, you know, how, how do you, how do you handle them now? And, and in this, you know, in this beautiful, beautiful scene that we get between him and Hannah and, and, and Hannah talking about like, um, how she worked to bring him home, but to remember that home's not a place, it's a person. You know, and before that, of course, there's this lovely little scene where, uh, you, you know, he teases her about, I thought last time was the last time we we're going to see each other. And, you know, the math being a little off or whatever. Um, I don't think the math was off at all. I don't think the math in this equation was off at all. I think that when Ben stepped into that accelerator, it was a one-way ticket. And I think Hannah knows that. But I think Hannah also knows that she can get him home. And when Addison volunteers to step in the accelerator, she does so and she's ready. She was made for this now. She has been through the crucible and they come out the other side and now she is galvanized. She is ready to go. And she gets into that accelerator and she leaps. She looks like a 40s film star. Like she walked off the set of Casablanca. And there's explosions and people running and screaming. And she turns... And there's Ben. This ending is so perfect, y'all. It's so perfect. And they 
come together, they hold hands, they embrace, you know, never let go. I missed you so much. The music that is playing, outro by M83, is perfect. And then there's another explosion. Kind of, you know, off stage left, if you will, while everyone else is running off stage right. Ben and Hannah share or Ben and Hannah. Ben and Addison share a look. They hold hands and they run towards the fire. Against Time is about as good as it gets for a season finale. Um, it's just it's just brilliant work by everyone involved. You know, the cast, mm -hmm. the crew, the production team, um, everyone. You know, the people doing Caitlin's hair, um, putting that lipstick on her. <laughs> um, Drew Lindo, Chris Grismer. Raymond Lee, Caitlin Bassett, Eliza Taylor. Uh, I mean, just everyone again, you know, it's just so fantastic. Georgina Riley, Susan Dial, um, Hatton and Rissa Lee, Ernie Hudson, Mason Alexander Park. Everyone is just operating at, at a level to bring this story home in such a beautiful way. And I was incredibly moved by it. Uh, on the whole, and themes of sacrifice and loss and grief and hope and kindness and love. I'm sorry, it's just, there's there's nothing else like it on TV right now. And, uh, and we need this show. We need this show desperately and deeply. And people need to watch this show. And if you're not watching it, it is without a doubt the best show you're not watching. I mean, if you're here, you're probably watching it, so I don't know why I'm saying that. But um, I'm just very grateful. I'm very grateful to, you know, as a fan, as a fan of this show, I'm so grateful to have, to have seen and witnessed a season like this and to witness episodes like these. And in spite of all the loss that I've faced over the past year, you know, with my father and um, just, you know, instability in general and, you know, different forms of trauma and, 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 you know, the loss of Matt, it's, um, you know, hell, even what, what's, what's happened with this podcast in a way. Um, there's been a lot of loss and a lot of grief and, uh, it would not be an overstatement in any way to say that this show has, has really helped and, and, and been a constant reminder of, why it's not only okay, but it's an imperative to try to do the right thing and try to be kind, to try to save a life in whatever way we can and whatever way that might spiral out. And um, I thought about Matt a lot throughout the course of watching these two episodes. I think about Matt every day. I miss him. And... I wish he was here to talk about these. I think he would have loved them. And I'm grateful to have known him and to be able to be inspired by him. Um,
I just want to thank everyone who's taken the time to listen and watch. Um, yes, that means you. Um, and I certainly want to, I want to thank everyone that has taken the time to be on this show. Um, you know, there's a lot more to come. Uh, luckily, uh, I've got some wonderful guests lined up. So you're going to hear and see from some amazing folks over the next couple of weeks. And uh, it's, it's going to be a true joy, a true thrill for me. Um, talk to me uh, Friday, February 23rd around, you know, I don't know, three o'clock central time. And then I'll just tell you how incredibly unreal it feels. Um, but yeah, I'm just so grateful for everyone that's taken the time to appear on the show and, and, and everything that they've done, um, to, you know, to, to, to give me this access and, and, and to have these conversations. Um, but, but even without all of that, I've just been so incredibly moved by this season and, by these final episodes of the season and pointing towards a future where, you know, we don't necessarily know about season three. I remain optimistic about season three. I just want to shout it from, you know, the tallest of mountains and, and, and talk about how wonderful this show is and, and how we need a season three and we need to see Ben and Addison leaping around together. We need to see what that's going to look like. We need to, you know, we need to have those adventures. We need to figure out where this relationship goes next, you know, and, 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 and just see what happens back at the project in light of all of this, you know, we need to see these people again. We need to, you know, we need to find, uh, uh reasons to, to bring some of these folks back. Um, you know, maybe even Hannah, uh, and, and, and I cannot wait to, to, to see where that goes. I, I want to see that so badly. Um, and I want to give a very special thanks to Dean George Harris, um, because I, I think without Dean, um, so much of this doesn't happen for me. And, and I'm grateful for that. And, and I'm grateful for everything that he's put into this show. And I'm grateful for, um, he, you know, the, the window in that he's given me over the past two seasons. Um, I know this sounds like some sort of Indian and it's not, it's not at all, but I, I just feel like after the journey that we've been on, uh, I just want to express some gratitude and I want to thank Drew Lindo. Um, you know, Drew is, is, is a remarkable human, very special to me. And, 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 and his work on this episode in particular was just so incredibly moving and, and, and so incredibly helpful and entertaining, entertaining, you know, it, it, it's all been so entertaining at the same time. So, um, so yeah, but, uh, but to everyone who's taken the time to talk to me, to come on the show, to share with the fans, um, I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to share that all with you. So with all of that said, uh, I just cannot wait for news about season three. Again, I remain optimistic. And I just think that there are some fucking incredible stories left to be told um, for, for season three uh, and beyond and, and season four and season five and, and so on. And, um, you know, I, 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 this was mentioned to me, um, you, you know, that one of the actors uh, said very specifically, I feel like we've only scratched the surface of what we can do. And, uh, and I agree. And that makes it all the more remarkable because what has been done is phenomenal. Um, so there you have it. Uh, in a word, I think that these episodes are phenomenal. Um, and, uh, I always want to know what you think. So please feel free to leave a comment below. Uh, hit the like button, hit subscribe. Um, if you're listening um, over uh, on any of the podcast platforms, leave a review. Um, continue the conversation over on social media. I'm active uh, mostly on Twitter and Instagram. I try to pop into Reddit and um, 
Facebook now and then, um, certainly Reddit more so than Facebook, but, uh, but yeah. And then of course, don't forget, uh, the Al's place forums over at Al's place, um, which is just, you know, the premier quantum leap website, uh, um, and has been for over 20 years. So, uh, head over to those forums. There's lots of great conversations happening over there as well. And check out what uh, quantum leap podcast has done. Um, I know that obviously these, these last couple of episodes will be very special to them. Um, I feel fortunate enough to have engaged in conversation, um, with QLP over the weekend. Uh, you know, we, we got the episodes at the same time and we, we basically watched them at the same time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been this kind of communal experience in many ways, and I'm grateful for them and I'm grateful for or the work that they have done as well. So um, check out what they've had to say about these episodes also. But for now, it's time for me to leap out of here. It's a late night. It's already 11.13 p.m. And I've got some podcast editing to do so that all of this gets out on time following the episode tomorrow night. So with that in mind, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Stay safe out there. And remember, always, always leap responsibly. Maybe not alone.